about how to bounce back deliberately when you find yourself in an emotional funk. Last week we talked about how, at times, it can be difficult to bounce back. We all struggle with this at one point or another, and for some of us, this lower emotional funk may go on for years without much relief. If you didn't listen to the last podcast by Simply Authentic, I encourage you to go do that now. In it, I provide an exercise to help you become more aware of your emotional set point throughout the day. I even provided a way for you to download an emotion scale and daily emotion tracker worksheet from my website, simplyattune.com. The more I learn about energy and how we all are connected, the more deeply I realize how so much of my research is still leading me to solutions of my own. I love sharing what I'm learning with others, but I'm also learning too. It's an inevitable part of researching and discovering new things. None of us is ever done learning or exploring or growing. There is always more to learn and today's topic is no different. My name is Jen Stickney, and I'm the host of the Simply Authentic podcast. I created this podcast as part of a journey of discovering our truth within. Each episode covers various tips, lessons, and ideas, as well as the struggles and hurdles I've had to overcome while discovering the truth of who and what I am, my authentic self. It's always a work in progress, but I believe that we all have the ability to create whatever life we desire. I also believe that one of the keys to doing this is through authentic action. When we discover the truth within and can separate self from ego, endless possibilities become open to us. It's my hope that this podcast may provide a different perspective or something to ponder from time to time. Thanks again for joining me today. Believe it or not, bouncing back is an inherent skill. We inherently know how to bounce back. But we aren't really taught how to bring ourselves out of a funk intentionally. At times, a more deliberate approach is necessary. And today I'm going to share with you how to bounce back with intention. No one wants to feel pained or be overwhelmed with negative feelings. It's not much fun to be in a place like that. If we're not aware of our emotions and the effect they're having, we can spiral further downward and remain there for quite some time before we manage to pick ourselves back up. And some of us will even find it impossible to do without help. So before I even get too deep into this conversation, I want to stress how important it is to get outside help when you need it. Never be afraid or embarrassed to ask for help or you're at a low point in life and you just can't seem to shake it. It's not your fault that you're stuck at a low point. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong or that you're not as good as someone else. Negative energy feels heavy. It weighs us down. I've been there. I've gone through depression. The strongest man or most resilient woman can still struggle with bouncing back. It's not always easy to do alone, and the exercise I share with you today is not an alternative to seeking help from others when it's needed. This is a supplementary exercise to help you make a deliberate move toward a more positive emotional set point. We can use our emotions like a compass to our life. 
When we feel good and we're experiencing positive emotions, we're in alignment with our desires and we are open to receiving the things that we're trying to bring into our lives. When we are experiencing negative emotions, we're resisting our desires and keeping them from actually becoming a reality. We do this subconsciously every day. And until you learn to recognize the pattern in yourself, it can be difficult to change. As we move up the emotional scale, we are less in a state of resistance and more in a state of allowing. So I'm going to take a moment, I'm going to reference something that I talked about last week, which was the emotional scale. If you haven't downloaded a copy of that scale or gone out to my website at simplyattune.com to find a visual of it, I encourage you to do so. It will be helpful for this discussion. So you can pause and go do that now and then come back. So as we move up the emotional scale, we are less in a state of resistance and more in a state of allowing. In other words, the better you feel, the less you are resisting the flow of energy and well-being that exists all around and through you and everything you see. It's your birthright to live a beautiful life full of joy, love, happiness, and well-being. No one is more deserving of this than you. We are all connected. We all deserve to be happy and to be loved. We are capable of deliberately creating the life we desire. We've just gotten a little lost in thought along the way, and it's easy to do that. On average, just this past week, Lydia Singleton, the spiritual leader at Unity of Appleton, reminded us that on average, humanity spends 5% of the day in conscious thought. The other 95% of the day, we are focused on subconscious thought. That means that for only 5% of our day, we're feeling a good flow of energy and we're emotionally positive and allowing our desires to become a reality. The rest of the time, we're lost in thoughts about the past or the future. We're not truly present and experiencing life. So it's no wonder that so many people find it hard to bounce back from an emotional funk. We don't even realize we're lost in thought and resisting the flow of energy that is inherently ours to use for creating the life we desire. As Esther Hicks, the author of Ask and It Is Given, Learning to Manifest Your Desires, said, Deliberate creation is really about deliberately achieving an emotional state. And that's what we're talking about today. When you find yourself experiencing any of the emotions that are anything under something that's pleasant, so on the emotional scale that I provided, that would be number 9 through 22. So somewhere between pessimism and fear, grief, depression, despair, or powerlessness. When you find yourself feeling emotions within that area, take a moment to switch gears. All we need to do is focus on thoughts that might bring us up to the next higher emotional feeling. And to do that, it really takes two things. First, take a moment and determine what exactly you're feeling. Ask yourself, do I feel powerless or powerful? empowered. You may not feel either, but which one feels closer in this moment? If you feel closer to powerless than to powerful or empowered, look at the chart again and narrow the range. Say to yourself, do I feel like I'm powerless or frustrated? If you still feel more powerless than frustrated, narrow it again. Do I feel more like I'm powerless or worried? Continue this process until you can pinpoint your exact feeling. And there's no right or wrong way to do this either. You can't mess it up. Any work that you do to raise your emotional set point will be helpful to you. So don't fret over getting it right or wrong. Just 
work on trying to figure out where exactly you are on this scale. Where, what exactly is it that you're feeling? Once you know where you are on the emotional scale, the second step in how to bounce back deliberately is to focus on thoughts that offer relief. Try to find thoughts that allow you to feel just one emotional state above where you are currently. To demonstrate this, I think it's helpful to provide an example. So let's all pretend that you're really upset. You're you're feeling rage over this garbage laptop that you've had you've had to deal with for several years and it's really old at this point. It's sl- super slow. All your friends or your family, you know, they have these fast new laptops and you're just so frustrated, so angry and you're just feeling so much rage over the fact that you you can't afford a new one. It just isn't happening right now. Just imagine this anger that you feel, this rage that you feel over this garbage laptop that you have to deal with and you have to put up with and it's just not enough anymore. So this is where we are. Our current set point is feeling rage. We are feeling enraged over this. And so what we need to do is to start feeling thoughts of revenge. This doesn't sound necessarily like a good thing because revenge we see is still a negative emotion. But it is helpful because revenge is one step up from rage. And it gets us moving in the right direction. The key to this process on how to bounce back is through taking baby steps. So to get yourself to the next level up from wherever it is that you are, and in this case, for this example, we're going to use rage as our starting point. So to get to the next level up, which for us would be revenge, it can be helpful to write things down or say things out loud, such as, I'll show them how it feels to be left out and not be able to afford everything that I need. The next time I see so-and-so, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. As soon as I get my new laptop, I'll rub it in just like they do, and then they'll be jealous of how fast my new laptop is. Don't worry if you feel childish or silly while doing this. That, too, will help. The portion of us that controls or creates these emotional triggers doesn't know when you're pretending or when you're being serious about something. So try to get in that moment. Try to feel those emotions as best as you can. But remember that the only person you have to fool is your ego and the rest will just follow into place. So just play along. Play this game with yourself. So once we move up, we're feeling revenge instead of rage and we're really focused on these thoughts of revenge. The next thing we would do is move on up to thoughts of anger. And we'd say something like, they all know I can't afford the same things that they do and I I can't go out as often as they do and yet they're still rubbing it in. It makes me so angry to see all of them doing that stuff. Once you really feel the anger, move on up to the next level that comes easily for you. Maybe you'll find that you can move up two steps. Go at whatever pace feels attainable and spend as much time on any given emotion for as long as you need to. So next after anger would be discouragement. I'll never be able to afford all the nice stuff that my friends have. They all have it so much easier than me. Next would be blame. And we'd say things like, or think things like, if my friends didn't insist that I go out with them all the time, I'd have more money to spend on a new laptop. If so-and-so at work hadn't gotten my promotion, I'd be better off by now. I wouldn't feel this way if all my friends weren't so oblivious as to how much I struggle with money. And then there's disappointment. I wish I could just buy the things I want. Overwhelm is then the next step up. They invited me out again tonight, and I just don't feel like going. I don't feel like seeing anyone. I have too many bills to pay, and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. The next level up from overwhelm, then, is frustration. We might think something like, my friends are so insensitive as to how I feel and to my struggles. Irritation. 
They're more concerned with putting on a perfect social appearance than they are about how I feel and how hard it is for me to keep up. Hopefulness. Once I get my tax return, things will get easier. We're still moving up the emotional scale, and the next up from hopefulness would be a positive expectation or a positive belief. It might go something like this. I know that some of them struggle too. If I talked directly to them, they'd understand and be more supportive. I'm sure they would. And then there's enthusiasm. Ooh, hey, spring is, is almost here. I could suggest something that we could do that doesn't cost as much, like going for a hike or going fishing. I bet they'd even agree to getting together for regular walks. That'd be good for all of us. And then up from enthusiasm, you might be able to feel passion. That's it. I'm going to suggest that we do stuff that's good for our souls. We'll have fun discovering life together again. And then we can feel things like appreciation. I'm so grateful for my friends and my family. I know what I've been going through, but they've really been there for me. And I, I really appreciate all the time that they spend supporting me when I need it. And there's joy. What I'm feeling is a natural high. It's, it feels really good. And this has all been good. Life is good. So as you walk up the emotional scale, you may lose sight as to why you were upset in the first place, and that's okay. The goal is to deliberately move toward better feeling thoughts. So that was just kind of a demonstration of how mentally and emotionally we can work through these different emotions. And you can kind of feel as I'm saying those things, I can't possibly still feel as angry as I might have when I started. When we start feeling and experiencing these thoughts that are filled with different emotions than what we originally started with, it really does raise our vibration. We are naturally pulled along with those thoughts. What people often wonder at this point is, how long does it take to bounce back? The answer to that is that it depends on where you are and how long you've been at that emotional set point. If you've been sick or depressed for a long time, it can take time to work your way back out of it. But even if all you could do was raise your vibration or your emotion by one level every day, it would take at most 22 days to find joy again. Because there are 22 levels within this emotional scale that you can go through from the worst all the way up to the best and the highest vibrating emotions. So 22 days. If you compare 22 days to the years or the months that you've been stuck feeling like nothing would ever change or nothing would ever get better, 22 days is nothing. It's a walk in the park. The goal here is baby steps. Another thing to keep in mind, actions sometimes do speak louder than words. As you're working your way from one emotional set point to another and you feel inspired to go do something that would make you feel better, then do it. And I don't mean acting out on thoughts of revenge on someone or doing something harmful to you or to someone else. I'm talking about feeling inspired to go out and get some fresh air, go for a walk, take a hike in the woods. Being out in nature and even out with friends can be very uplifting to us. So now that you have an idea of what it would take to work your way through to a better place emotionally and to be deliberate in doing so, you can also use this to help others. The first thing you have to do is simply have compassion and patience. No one can snap out of a negative emotional place. Gently help them figure out what emotional set point they're currently feeling. Be present with them and listen without judging. Empathize with what they're feeling and imagine yourself in their shoes. It will help you to be present with them as they go through the emotional transitions. Remember to be patient. It's not a race. Take time and allow people to experience and feel their emotions. 
So after you've, you've helped them discover where it is that they are currently, the next would simply be to share the system with them or to help guide them through it by asking simple questions about their feelings. You can prompt them to kind of fill in the blank or have them say I statements. I feel angry. I feel discouraged. I feel hurt. I feel guilty. Whatever it is, wherever they are that they're starting, ask them to fill in the blank or ask them to say I statements to help them really experience and feel these emotions so that they can, you can help them move up to the next level. Once they've exhausted all the different ways that they could feel angry, move on up to the next thing and the next and the next. Just remember to take baby steps as you help them move up the emotional scale. Create a loving, safe place to allow them to express their feelings and emotions. This can be really difficult for some of us to do. We can get impatient. We can hold judgment. We can say things that aren't necessarily helpful to other people. So try to put yourself in their shoes as you're trying to listen and be present with them. If you found this information helpful, I know I've gone a little long today, but if you found this information helpful, please take a moment to share it with others. I also highly recommend that you pick up a copy of Esther and Jerry Hicks' book called Ask and It Is Given, Learning to Manifest Your Desires, where you will find more information on this technique for raising your vibration as well as many others. It's a wonderful book and I highly recommend it to you. Thank you again for joining me today. Love this episode? I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. When you do, you help me to reach more individuals just like you who are looking for a shift in perspective or to discover their own truth within. This episode was produced and edited by me, your host, Jen Stickney, using Adobe Audition as well as tools available at Anchor.fm, your one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. The music used in this podcast is titled Clear Progress by Scott Holmes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.